What'd you do? This is just a little status. Really? No, dad's shoes. No, dad's shoes. No, these are dad's shoes. No, dad's shoes. What? You have shoes, but we're staying inside. Okay? Yay! Yay! Yeah, maybe. Are you looking for someone to share their deepest, darkest secrets on keeping their marriage spicy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you like, please dish on how to be a cool parent? Because yeah, I don't know. Please tell me. Well, Jamie Otis and Doug Hayner have got all you hubbies and wifeys and mommies and daddies covered. Yep, that's us. Because each week, we're finding a guest who will spill all their dirty secrets. Oh, yeah. Because we all want to keep our marriages hot and our parenting cool. Here's the show. And welcome to a new episode of Hot Marriage, Cool Parents. This is Douglas Hayner. Uh, Jamie is actually napping. Uh, she felt very nauseous while we were going to record, and I am stepping in. So I will do my best to try to introduce our guest today. But we also had a very fun day doing our wacky home gender prediction tests, which most of them involve Jamie peeing into a mason jar and then us testing them in different powders and fluids. And we're going to have a video that is going to be hilarious. Uh, we're going to put it out on YouTube for the Hot Marriage Cool Parents YouTube channel because it definitely is worth seeing. And so excited because it's coming up on the 24th. We are going to finally find out the sex of our baby. And we've been throwing it out there on Instagram a bunch. And a lot of you are team boy. A lot of you are team girl. And Almost all of you are team healthy baby, which I'm in that camp as well. While we were going through the earlier tests and certainly going and having the fertility specialist in the beginning and kind of walking us through the first couple of weeks certainly helped us out and eased our minds. Uh, we were able to do continuous checks on the baby, develop the heartbeat, which was phenomenal. And now it's starting to feel real. We're so close to finding out this baby's gender. And Jamie wasn't really showing. It's almost like overnight she just started to pop. But it was always tough for me to get excited over a pregnancy. Even the last couple, the missed miscarriage, the chemical pregnancy, for whatever reason, those they just didn't feel real when Jamie told me. It was the weirdest thing. And, and I hate saying it, but it just didn't feel like they were viable. Uh, I just had a feeling in my gut, uh, which I don't know if that's a bad way of thinking, but this time around, I genuinely felt the excitement. And now that she's starting to show, now that we're able to see uh, this little baby form, and we actually went to the Miracles in the Making where they can do a 3D imaging, and we got a chance to see our baby. And just as the ultrasound technician said, don't look at the screen, I had my head looking at the screen and I turned away and I thought I saw what the gender is. But I'm still going to be surprised because I have no idea how to read an ultrasound. I had no idea what I was looking at. So I just don't know. But we will be finding out this weekend, which I'm super excited about. But if you had listened to previous shows, you know that we came up with, uh, or actually I found a website where there's these wacky home gender prediction tests. So 
We went through those today and we're going to reveal the results uh, in a little bit, but also I want to introduce the guest that we're going to have on soon, which is Desiree Moore. And if you are just tuning in for this episode, because I think we did mention it on the previous episode, and a lot of the topics on Hot Marriage Cool Parents deal with family, deal with pregnancy, deal with pregnancy loss, miscarriage, parenting, having children, and Jamie received an Instagram message from a young lady that explained her story that she has two kids. She moved to a new state. She unexpectedly got pregnant with the guy that she was with and wasn't planning for it, didn't want to have a child. And instead of terminating, uh, she reached out to Jamie and let her know that Jamie and her stories inspired her to want to help out a family that could not have children. And she was willing to give the baby up for adoption. And she even went as far as having the adoption uh, counselor go to the sonogram with her uh, and go to some of the doctor appointments with her. And we're going to get a chance to hear her story. And it is a topic that I I cannot even fathom. Uh, I can't relate. I don't, I just, it, it's got to be the toughest decision that anybody could make, but also the most selfless decision that someone can make, knowing that you'd be bringing a baby into the world. I always have a feeling that parenting would take over, but to make a decision and to make a mature decision to want to help out another family in need or another family that just can't have kids uh, naturally, it's got to be the toughest decision that anyone could ever make. And we're going to get a chance to hear her explain the story. And honestly, going through the interview and listening to the interview, she wasn't at a great place. You could tell that she hasn't really told many people. But I think that through the interview, getting out her story, I think being able to talk about it really did help her uh, in the situation that she was in. And I really congratulate her and applaud her for being brave and, and wanting to share the story and wanting to share that part of her life. And I know we've said this before, but we always record an interview and then afterwards we do an intro and then an outro. So sometimes it could be a couple days before we do the intro and the outro. And so we have a update from Desiree, uh, which we're going to mention at the end of the podcast. So stay tuned for the uh, update that we just got a couple days ago. And I do want to switch gears and mention that we are doing a giveaway. So Hot Marriage Cool Parents dun, 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 has reached over 50,000 followers, which is incredible. You all are the most amazing friends, the most amazing supporters, and uh, it continues to grow. And we mentioned the whole 50,000 follower thing the other day, and now it's already at 51,000 followers. And Jamie and I cannot thank you enough. And it really does make us feel good that it seems like some of the topics that we're discussing and the people that we're having on are really connecting. And we love doing this. We, we do, uh, especially me, because I like to just speak into a microphone and I kind of see it as a uh, therapeutic uh, time for Jamie and I, because a lot of the topics that we may not discuss regularly, once you get behind a microphone, it seems like you can have vomit of the mouth and just tell everything. So thank you guys. This, is ha this has been an incredible journey. We're almost at a full year worth of episodes and 
truly, 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 we want to thank you from the bottoms of our hearts. And to say thanks, um, and I know it's not much, but to say thanks, we are doing a giveaway. So from now until December 1st, those that leave a five-star review, we're going to be giving away $55 Starbucks gift cards because we want to have a coffee with you. So we figured this would be a way for us to share with our friends, but also give back a little bit. But to celebrate our 50,000 followers, we are giving away $55 Starbucks gift cards. So all you got to do is go to iTunes and leave a five-star review, and we will be selecting the gift card recipients after December 1st. So make sure you check us out there. So as we mentioned before, we, Jamie and I do have an envelope with the guaranteed sex of our baby. But then I also came across a, a couple wacky homegrown ideas on how to predict the actual gender, which was a lot of fun because most of the entire list involves Jamie peeing into a cup. And I can't wait to see this, <laughs> the video, because Jamie literally has to go twice in a mason jar and we mix it with Drano. We mix it with baking soda. We mix it with uh, boiled water and cabbage, uh, red cabbage in it. Uh, and it did come up with some pretty interesting results. So we'll get to that shortly. Uh, do want to give a reminder that if you like this podcast, if you like other podcasts, Himalaya is a great app that's absolutely free, helps you organize your podcasts and certainly get married at first sight, <laughs> married at first sight. Uh, certainly get hot marriage and cool parents updates and alerts through Himalaya. So definitely check them out. Uh, we do have a bunch of five-star reviews. Um, I'm going to, we always like to give a shout out to anybody that leaves a five-star review and we love connecting with you and we love hearing from you. So this one comes from Alicia2988. I have always made fun of my husband for listening to podcasts. I was like, who actually listens to others just talk about random things? Well, I saw that you were having your very own and I just couldn't wait. I have watched from day one and just love you guys. I have to say, I love your podcast and I had to apologize to my husband. Haha, <laughs> you're so honest and real. Keep up the great work and being awesome people and awesome parents, which is the greatest compliment that you can ever give anybody. Um, so thank you. And thank you to everyone that did write a review and leave a comment. But now let's get back to how to predict the gender of your baby, which I came across a website, uh, which I mentioned a couple weeks ago, babble.com. And it gives you 15 wacky home, do it yourself, gender prediction tests, which a lot of them, you need urine and uh, Jamie filled up a mason jar twice doing the experiments and we got mixed results, which I was surprised about. Um, there's a cabbage test, which we certainly did. Uh, and we got all of this uh, on video. So we're going to be putting out a YouTube video. So you have some of the visuals on there. But the first couple do involve urine. The first one we did was the cabbage test where you boil water. You put the cabbage in right before it gets boiled and then you let it sit there for a minute and then once it is boiling for a little bit you take the water and you put it into a cup and then you pour your urine into the cup and this was probably the funniest prediction test that we did because Jamie's just holding a cup of urine uh, over and 
we are pouring it into the cabbage water and it's red cabbage. So by the time the water boiled, the actual water part was blue. So the idea was to take the cabbage water, put it into a bowl or a cup, which we did, and then pour some of Jamie's urine in there. And if it turns purple, it indicates that it's a boy. And if it turns pink, it's going to be a girl. Uh, and we certainly got a very definitive answer um, on that because the water turned purple. So one for the boy section. Um, the next is a baking soda test where we actually take baking soda and pretty much do the same thing. Um, and when you pour the baking soda in, if it fizzes, then it's a boy. If it doesn't do anything, then it's a girl. And to our surprise, Jamie thought that the baking soda bubbled up a little bit or fizzed, but it went away so quick. So I think that was more predicting of a girl. But I do like the way that it flip-flops back and forth between boy and a girl, even though it's just two prediction tests in a row. But I do like the suspense building, which is exactly what's going through my head and through my heart is we have an envelope that has the gender of the baby and we're doing these wacky home tests, which I thought it was funny because I had to go back to the actual article because I never read it all the way through. I just read one through 15 and it would have been so funny if at the bottom of the uh, website page was ha ha, we just got you to use your urine in different things and we can't believe that you did that. But I guess it's totally not a joke. It's this is kind of old, old wives tales. And I'm actually curious to see if any of you guys had that come up or if there is anyone that's pregnant listening. Um, curious to see if you actually tried any of these tests. I know there's some um, Chinese calendar test. Uh, we did the ones, <laughs> all the ones that involved urine, which was awesome. We did fill the whole thing. So we're going to be putting up the video of this on YouTube, uh, which is going to be so funny. The next test is kind of a dangerous one. It was weird, but it was Drano crystals. And when you pour the Drano crystals into a cup, you're supposed to add urine to that. And if it turns brown, then it's a boy. If there's no change in color, then it's a girl. And there was no change. So now we have one boy, two girl. The other test that we had, we did, they say that if you hold a ring over the belly, if it goes in a circle, then it's a boy. If it goes side to side or back and forth, then it's a girl. And I think the results are inconclusive, but I feel like I did see it start to circle around. Um, Jamie, Jamie kept trying it uh, just because she thought I was cheating uh, and she couldn't stop laughing. So the thing was just going everywhere. And we didn't know which way that you had to be, if you had to be laying down, if it was okay to be on a recliner. And uh, so, but we did it and I'm going to go with that test. We are having a boy. So the next gender prediction test that we did was the hairline test. Now, this is something that you can't do unless you already have a child because it asks you to look at the back of your child's head and the back of the hairline where the neck meets. Uh, if it goes straight across, then the baby is going to be the same sex as the first child or the previous child. And if it comes to a point, that means that it would be a baby boy or a male. So it goes opposite it that way. Uh, and Henley's hairline in the back and neckline goes absolutely straight across. I don't think it could be 
straighter across in the back of our head. We just had to lift up the mullet that Henley has. But that, again, goes to a girl. So I think it's three to two now. The last and final test that we were able to do was actually a key test. Uh, This was the first one that I did with Jamie not knowing. So the idea being you put a key uh, or you lay a key down and you tell the pregnant woman to pick up the key. And if she picks it up by the big round end, that indicates that it's going to be a boy. If she picks it up from the thin end, I don't know who would actually pick up a key from the thin end, but if they do, then it's supposed to be a girl. So I did this one day before Jamie got home and I put a key on a plate for some reason, just because the key blended in with our countertop. So I wanted to make sure that she saw it. And I asked Jamie to pick up the key. And she looked at me and said, why? What is this? Why is a key on a plate? And I said, just please pass me the key. And when she picked it up, it was by the fat end. So that proves to us that now she's having a boy, which I'm so excited over. Um, but this was fun. I mean, that was the last one that we kind of could do. The other ones were some Chinese calendar and there was, uh, some other at home gender prediction tests. Um, but we didn't have all the stuff for it. Um, we wanted to do the one, the ones that just had urine in it, I guess, but I'm so excited for this weekend, uh, because all the wait is over. Uh, we don't have to do any more tests. We're going to actually find out the real sex of our baby. And I couldn't be more excited. And I wish all of you could be there. Uh, We're certainly going to take a video and have lots of pictures, but um, stay tuned. And I can't wait to find out whether any of these predictions were right. I think the best part of all of that was we did all this preparation and we took all of this time to do these gender prediction tests. And we did six of them and three were boy, three were girl. So We're nowhere closer than where we started. Uh, I guess it really is a 50-50 shot. Uh, But anyway, I cannot believe how much Jamie is showing now. She wasn't showing nearly this much when she had Henley. I don't know if it's a second child thing or if that's what happens with the second child, but it's really starting to feel real. Just knowing that there's a baby growing inside of Jamie that we're going to get to meet sometime in May. And I am overjoyed by this. Um, We've went through a couple losses, as you know, and it's been difficult to get excited over a pregnancy. And it's been extremely tough to wrap my head around um, not being excited initially. And because of what we went through and because of the loss of of Jonathan and a couple other miscarriages, uh, now seeing the belly start to grow, it is a tremendous weight lifted off of my shoulders. Um, There's always in the back of your head to not get too excited. And that's what happens with me. Don't get too excited. Just being guarded, I guess, from from the previous uh, time that we went through. But it's really starting to feel real. And Jamie certainly has a lot of the pregnancy type of uh, tiredness and nauseous and eyes burning and... um, I just can't wait for us to get fully into the second trimester when they say that all of those symptoms start to go away. Uh, But Jamie is an absolute trooper and I admire her so much and I'm inspired by her all the time because of how much she actually works and pushes through. Um, And there's no doubt that she completes me. And I hope that she does know that. Um, If she doesn't, then please tell her that. (laughs) 
Now, before we bring Desiree on to share her story, I do want to give a shout out to a few of our sponsors. Uh, The first one is L, which is near and dear to my heart. Uh, And if you haven't heard of L, and that is the letter L, which is a period and personal care company that makes organic period products without the ingredients you can't pronounce and only with certified organic cotton. So L makes tampons, pads, liners, all with organic cotton because they believe a natural product just makes sense for a natural process. I had no idea that this wasn't a regulation, but what do I know? But because of every L product you purchase, one is made accessible to a woman or girl who needs it. So again, giving back to the community. And to date, they've made over 200 million products accessible and counting. And when you get your L, you're also being part of a helping movement that grows. You'll find L by going to your local Target, which is the best looking packaging on the shelf. Look for a clear canister with a gold lid or white bags with a large gold circle on the front. And you can get your L organic tampons, pads, and liners right now by going to thisisl.com slash HMCP. That's thisisl.com slash HMCP. The words this is and the letter L.com slash HMCP, organic period. And next, I want to give a shout out to Wild Foods, which is a company that puts quality, sustainability, and health first in all of their products. And they have everything from coffee to fish oil, and every single product is sourced from small farms around the world. It's real food, real ingredients. All of their products are gluten-free, preservative-free, soy-free. They even have a lot of different vegan and organic options as well. I thought Jamie was nuts when she asked me to put mushrooms in my coffee. And Wild Foods actually has adaptogenic mushrooms, which is a perfect addition to your coffee. And there's so much research out there on the benefits of mushrooms. And Wild Foods has the highest quality available on the market. All products are derived from Whole Foods and not the store. And for those of you that take fish oil, Wild Foods Wild Fish Oil is their absolute top seller. They're actually the only fish oil certified by Friends of the Sea, which means their fish oil is U.S. processed and caught and certified sustainable, unlike a majority of the fish oil on the market. If you or anyone that you know are into real foods, real ingredients, or just food that are sourced from small farms around the world, definitely check out wildfoods.co. And for you guys, use the code COOLPARENTS12 for 12% off of your order. That's wildfoods, W-I-L-D-F-O-O-D-S.co, and use the code COOLPARENTS12. For 12% off of your order. That's wildfoods.co, promo code COOLPARENTS12 for 12% off your first order. Get your fish oil, get your mushrooms for your coffee, get every single product from small farms around the globe. And you may be surprised to know that I just made that up. They didn't even write that for me or put it on the piece of paper. And without further ado, we are going to bring on Desiree Moore who shares a little bit about what the feeling is like getting unexpectedly pregnant, making the decision to put that child up for adoption, 
the feeling of being able to give to a family that cannot have children, uh, to be able to share joy for parents or for uh, a married couple that is looking to have a child but just can't. And stay tuned to the end because we do have a update that we got a couple days ago from Desiree. So we do have an update to the story. But without further ado, let's bring on Desiree Moore. So, oh my goodness, well, it's so nice to talk to you. You as well. <laughs> yeah. So I saw your comment on my Instagram and I get you know, a lot of different comments, but yours just really stuck out to me and really kind of like tugged at my heartstrings because I just can't imagine what you're going through. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, after we talked for a little while there, I don't know how you're doing. So first and foremost, how are you feeling? Um, I, I, I still feel like I'm pregnant. Like, so I'm not sure what's going on. Um, I've been more sick lately than before and I've just been so tired but I'm not sure if that's depression to be honest with you like I'm I'm just kind of going through a lot of stuff so that's all oh I'm so sorry to hear that I can't I honestly I cannot imagine everything that you're going through because you know I know that you said you have two kiddos already and Mm -hmm. they're seven and ten is that right Mm-hmm. And I saw on your Instagram that they're so cute. <laughs> it's a, Thank you. It's a boy and a girl, right? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Oh, I saw them. They're they're so cute. So I can't imagine what that's like to have two kiddos now and then to be, you said you just moved to a new state and mm-hmm. you started a new relationship and now you find out you're pregnant. And it obviously, like you said, it wasn't like you weren't planning for that. <laughs> At all. Yeah. And and then after you went to the doctors, they weren't able to find the like a heartbeat or the baby or what happened at the doctors? They, I am. I am pregnant. They did, you know, that they could see it, but there wasn't a heartbeat. And they weren't sure whether it was because I was so early, which was like, you know, she said 50-50, but I, I'm like reading Google and I'm like, you know, thinking that I'm the doctor after reading Google, obviously. And I'm like, you know, it's probably like... 30% chance that I'm just too early rather than she thinks I could be starting a miscarriage. But yeah. it's just weird to me that they set my appointment so far away. Like, I feel like I'm just waiting so long. I don't understand why, but everybody just keeps saying all you can do is wait because if you are too early, then there's absolutely nothing anybody can do. Right. Um, and I'm not, you know, bleeding or anything. So I just don't yeah. know. Oh, I can't imagine this emotional turmoil, like seriously, because you want to do right for yourself, for your family, for this little nugget inside you, but you're sitting mm-hmm. here and like on the fence of, you know, whether or not your this baby is going to, to grow and be viable yeah. or yeah. then you have all those emotions that come with that. So as far as I know that you said to me that you planned on adopting the baby out uh, mm-hmm. And I know it's like a super tough decision. So I want to be so gentle, you know, with you when asking about this. And I want to let you know that I think it's so admirable and you are so brave to share your story because there are so many women and and young girls are, who are in the same exact boat you are or a very similar boat where they got pregnant and they didn't necessarily want it and they just don't know what to do. I don't know, like to me personally, it wasn't even a second, like it, 
at first I was in so much shock. It kind of took me a while to kind of take in the fact that I let this happen because I was so disappointed in myself. But after that kind of set in, I was just thinking about my options. And I personally would love nothing more than to bless a family that has been trying so hard and has gone through loss. And I, I couldn't imagine, you know, not being able to be a mother. So I didn't even think twice, honestly, after I made the decision. After I finally said, this is what I want to do, I just, I, I felt so relieved. I, I just wanted to bless somebody and give that chance to somebody that just couldn't have a child. I couldn't imagine. I mean, honestly, that is so incredibly courageous and strong and just so admirable because you have multiple options and one is you could just try to figure it out for yourself, but I've actually been there before. I don't know if you know an awful lot about my history, but um, when I was a lot younger, I had custody of my sisters and Mm -hmm. I got pregnant and didn't want, you know, like I, I wasn't ready for a baby. I didn't feel like I could take care of my siblings plus this baby. And so I didn't even like consider adoption. I didn't, I just Mm -hmm. was like, oh my gosh, I have to take care of this. And I I just felt Mm -hmm. so alone and so scared. And, you know, I wish that I was better educated because truly the most selfless thing you can do is to give that baby a chance at life and to give it to someone who isn't able to have a baby or who wants to grow their family. So, I mean, it is so incredibly remarkable that you are not only like willing to do that, but you're able to share it so so outright because I think that it will inspire so many other women, even young girls. I mean, if I had heard a story like this when I was younger, guaranteed I wouldn't I would have made a different decision. But now that you're not sure whether or not this pregnancy is viable, are you able to look into the adoption process? Or like, I was actually going to ask you, what is what does it look like for you on your end? Because I think a lot of people kind of know the struggles of finding a family to adopt from, but no one ever talks about the process on the the mom who is giving their child up for adoption. No one really talks about that much. So I was hoping you could kind of share a little bit about that. Absolutely. So I just did a ton of research online, honestly, about different options and kind of what to do. So I searched for adoption agencies in my area and I had called a few and spoke with a diff- few people And I spoke to a lady that I clicked with, I guess, and she understood where I was coming from. And she was completely 100% honest with me. And it just felt amazing to speak with somebody because being new here, I I don't really know anybody. So it was just amazing to talk to her. And I met up with her for coffee and we just talked about everything. And I met with her and then she went actually went to the doctor's appointment with me just as a friend, I guess kind of to help me out. And so she was there in the room with me when all of this was happening. And the doctor was like, I'm not sure. So I was able to talk to her immediately afterwards. And she was just like, listen, whatever you want to do, you know, if you need to take time and and just kind of see what happens, if you want, if it makes you feel better to look at families or whatever makes you happy. So that's my plan. But once you go to the doctor's appointments and you meet with an adoption agency that you like, it's kind of just like having a best friend with you that is 100% on your side and does not judge you for anything and wants nothing more than to make sure that this life inside of you has the best chance at a good life. So it, it's really good. You just have to find somebody 
like right. that, I guess, if you're looking for, you know, adoption. So if someone is in this boat, so did you say you just kind of Googled to find the agency? Yeah. Yeah. I just Googled kind of adoption agency in my area and I called a few of them and just asked a few questions and just kind of felt my, felt it out because I don't know, I just wanted to know as much as I could. Yeah. And then I called a certain adoption agency and I just absolutely loved her. And then I met with her the next day just to kind of talk about everything. And she's so amazing and she's so supportive. And I'm kind of so happy that she was there with me when we found out the news because I was so upset. So that's, I mean, it sounds really weird, right? Like all I did was Google it, but it is honestly all I did. I Googled it and I just called a few of them. And And then you clicked with the one. Yes. I think it's awesome that you had more than one option because if you don't click with the first person that you're connecting mm-hmm. with, that's okay. You don't have to go with them. Then there's, there's another option and you can find Absolutely. someone else. Because Absolutely. That, that seems like the number one thing you could like you definitely need is someone who's not going to judge you and who's mm-hmm. going to be there to kind of hold your hand through the process because it's one thing to do this and prepare for this, you know, wanting this, but it's a whole different scenario where you want to make sure that your baby has the best life. And there's a whole lot more to juggle when you're trying to figure out a family that that Mm -hmm. maybe fit best with and, you know, all of that jazz. I mean, I couldn't even imagine, you know, and I wanted to tell you that, you know, maybe this baby isn't going to be viable or maybe it is, we're, we're not sure yet, but the grieving process, have you ever experienced a loss before? No. And, you know, that is, I think I'm going through a lot right now. Um, I was not expecting any of these feelings that I'm having, to be honest with you. Yeah, it is so normal and it is obviously so okay that you are feeling this way. I mean, even if you didn't expect this pregnancy and you didn't necessarily want a baby, you still have a baby, you know, Mm -hmm. and you still are pregnant and your body is still going through a lot of hormonal changes. And so if you're feeling depressed, like you said, and just so sad and overwhelmed and confused, I just be so gentle with yourself because I don't know. I just feel like I remember hearing from so many women who just felt like they had to be strong and brave and face the day and just smile or felt guilty for, for feeling sad because they didn't want the baby to begin with. But that's not how mother nature works. I mean, either way you're, you are going to be sad and you're allowed to grieve this baby, you know, however you want to, whether you expected it and planned for it, whatever the case may be. So I just wanted to, I don't know. I, I hope that was helpful. I don't know how I can be helpful to no, you. But absolutely. I, no. And, and, you know, I was watching your story and you were like, I was just, I've been in sweats this whole time. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> You have no idea. I'm like literally laying in the same jacket, right? That I've been wearing for days, you know, yeah. as soon as I get home from work, I literally just put the same exact outfit on and I'm laying in bed. And I'm just like, I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> like th- those days are just like, yeah, I'm actually <sighs> sitting in the same sweatpants. I, I did change today, but now I'm back to my sweatpants. <laughs> See, <laughs> See? <laughs> Yeah. Just, I just, my heart goes out to you because you know, originally when I wanted to talk to you, I wanted to be like, how could I help her? Maybe like I was talking to Doug and my husband and I was like, how would we be able to help maybe like expedite the adoption process for her? Like do something like maybe find a help connect her to a family or any, something (sighs) of that nature. But now I know that it's, you know, it's a lot, it's a lot more complicated because you're not even sure if this is going to be a, a 
a viable baby. But I wanted to let you know though, like no matter what, I like we're here for you. And if there's anything that I can do to help you in any way, because it's a lonely it's like so crazy, right? Like I'm on the phone with you. This is blowing my mind right now. Like I <laughs> genuinely need you to understand that. Oh my gosh, it's, you're absolutely amazing. And you are probably the strongest woman I have ever even read about. Oh, so I, I know that days are hard, girl. And I'm sure that you, it's rough to look in the mirror, but you need to know that you are an inspiration to people like me. Oh, like I'm sitting in my sweats, you know, like, Oh God, girl, I feel you. Like I connect with you on that level. And I would like you to know that you are an inspiration because you are so strong. Oh my goodness. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. It's like no. We're both going to be sobbing. <laughs> yeah. Aw. No, thank you. I mean, I've, I've read your comment and it was so, so sweet and literally brought tears to my eyes. I mean, it's just, it's just so nice though, for me to have a, a community of women who support me and love me when I'm going through these hard times, but then to hear that I'm able to help in another way, or, you know, I just want to be able to help in another way. So when we connected and I feel like your story is just so different, I was like, I really want to be able to be there for her if I'm able to be. So truly, if there's anything I can do for you, because I can't imagine what you're going through. So if there's anything I can do for you, you let me know. I genuinely appreciate it. And I'm absolutely going to keep you updated, you know. I've got my appointment on the 14th, so we're going to figure everything out after that and go from there. Yeah. All right. So, um, well, real fast. So Doug actually just finished. Did I miss the whole thing? Yeah, you missed the whole thing. Oh, hello. Oh, my gosh, Flo. (laughs) So start start from the beginning. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. This is so weird to me. <laughs> oh, I'm sh- I know. It's kinda, you know, it's funny for us because I, you know, I'm just a normal person. So for me, I forget that it is probably weird that not normal. I, okay. Maybe, maybe I'm not entirely normal, <laughs> but I feel like I'm just like, I don't know. So I guess it's, it is strange though. Cause I have been on TV and and whatnot. So I, cause I know when I see someone on TV, I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is so cool. I'm in the same presence as you. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. You know the yeah. feeling. Yeah. <laughs> I totally know the feeling. I'm, I'm so like that. Uh, myself, like, Oh my goodness. There's a lot of stories where I've been very, very awkward yeah, very. <laughs> when I've met someone who, you know, was like famous or whatever, but, um, <laughs> Oh, how old are you? Yeah. <laughs> we're not going to go there. So I totally know what you're feeling <laughs> and I get it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, you know, I guess, Doug, I didn't get a chance to really catch him up because he just got home from work. And, um, well, Desiree, do you want to, do you want to share or do you want me to share? I mean, um, so we went to our first doctor's appointment. The nurse said it's 50, 50, but I'm pretty sure it's like 30, 70 that I could be having a miscarriage. We're going to go back on the 14th because it could just be that I'm just so early and they didn't have a heartbeat. Um, yet, but we're going to go back on the 14th and see everything and kind of go from there. Well, we are a hundred percent praying for you and thinking of you and supporting you from afar. If I could give you a hug through this phone call, I oh, would. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Aww. Yeah. Just hold on to your supporters, the people around you. When you take a lot of the weight and the burden off of your shoulders and, and just take people in, I, I think is, is what carries you through. Yeah. And accept help if someone's willing you know, to help you in some way. Like That's just, like my biggest problem ever in life, you know, accepting oh, I, help. So yeah, ugh. 
<laughs> oh, I hear you. But you know what? One thing I've, I've learned is that it is so nice to be able to just accept it and be like, you know what? Thank you. And like, that's all people want to help. So if yeah. they want to help, oh man, just accept it and take a load off yourself if you're able to, because you are going through so much right now. I just can't yeah. even imagine the emotional. A lot, a lot of people aren't going to know the right things to say, or they're not going to be the most comforting. It's not a typical situation that people go through all the time, but you know, there are people around you that care and love about you regardless. And those are the people that, you know, you really want to stick around. Yeah, absolutely. You're, you're absolutely right. It's hard to kind of talk to people about this, especially because I just don't know anybody like that around here. You know, my main core, my main family is a thousand miles away. So it's just really hard. You said you moved to Tennessee, right? Where are you from? Mm -hmm. Florida, Hollywood, yeah. Florida. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's quite the distance. And, but what about your, you have a boyfriend that you just met out there, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And is he supportive and helpful for you? Yes, he's supportive of me. Um, but this entire thing has probably been the most trying thing, you know, as a couple that we've been through. It's extremely new, you know, it's not even a year. We were barely over a year, you know, um, so day by day for everybody, I guess, you know, he tries his best, but sometimes I'm just in an emotional state where I just want to be in bed with the lights off. You know what I mean? So it's hard for him to, to kind of feel me out and my emotions because I'm such an emotional roller coaster right now. Yeah, I was going to say, as a guy, we appreciate being told that, that you just want time or space or just sit next to me and don't say anything. Just hold my hand because if we're left to guess, a lot of times we're not going to make the right. That's the right decision. one. Yeah. And mm -hmm. if, if we we're not able to really tell how women are feeling all the time. And sometimes you just need to say it because then and, that's when the help can come. Yeah. And I completely, I understand that 110%. And like, I, I probably, he, does not deserve some of the things, you know what I mean? Like sometimes I'll snap, like not even mean to, but we're just being patient with each other. He is trying. Yeah. And also, I mean, I just, as a woman, I know like, all of the hormones that you're going through. And while I don't mm -hmm. understand the exact circumstances that you're in, I totally get the hormones and the emotional roller coaster that you talk about. So if I could go back and tell myself when I was going through something like this, I would say, just be so gentle on yourself. Like don't try to force yourself out of bed when you just can't, you know, and don't beat yourself up for staying in bed or not washing your hair or not brushing your teeth because you just don't feel like There's it. There's no excuse for that. <laughs> but yeah like I wish someone would have been like oh it's you know like who like you are going to get better I promise you one day you will but right now you're allowed to sit in your greasy mess and eat ice cream and just grieve really so I hope that you feel that in your heart and soul because I, I know it's so hard but I really hope that you feel that because it's hard enough to go through it and then to try to be like stoic and strong and it's just like impossible. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's hard. I almost feel like I have to put a mask on seven hours a day when I go to work, you know? And yeah. then by the time that I get home, I'm just like so exhausted from pulling myself up and, and, you know, some days are better than others, but, yeah, but I'm making it, you know, I am waking up every day. So I am blessed. There are things that 
I'm just going through something right now and it's not going to be forever. Right. And it's, you know, it's not something that'll just go away, you know, in a day. So. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. So just, you know, I'm hoping that your boyfriend is gentle on you and your kids and your family, they're all gentle on you and that you're gentle on you. I feel like probably we're our own worst enemies though, when it comes to it, because you have just so many hormones and emotions and I don't know about you, but I always would be mad at myself for, for everything, you know, <laughs> like there's mm-hmm. just, that's just not fair to you, you know, but so. holding on to the fact that, you know, it will get better and you will get through this is sometimes the best. Yeah. It's easier said than done, but to try to do exactly what, like you said, and just try to stay positive and think mm-hmm. about the good things that is way easier said than done and almost an annoying thing to hear when you're going through something like this, but. Oh, it's, it's awful. But if, if like the way that I have, I've been trying to like make it through this is just by saying that, you know what I mean? Like, have you told your family? I don't know if I missed that. No. So my, my parents do not know yet. Oh, do you, do and, you want them to know? Or are they the type? Oh, of no, absolutely. They are. They, okay. they would have, you know, they would know, but I want to make sure, you know, at this point, I was going to plan everything around my first doctor's appointment, you know? So how many people know that, that are around you? Five. Yeah. Uh, five people. I mean, that, and that's totally your decision, obviously. Um, you know, but it can become a very isolated place, you know, where things can set you off. And I get the, I get like that too. When something's happening, I almost don't want to tell people because I don't want them to come back and say, Oh, this or be fake or, Oh, let's go up and do this. And that, you know, it's like you, when, when you're depressed, you hate the person that says, come on, let's go up and let's get do things. Let's do the, but you, on the other hand too, not everybody has a strong support system. And the more people that you trust with the information just means the more people that can help pick you up. I mean, that should show you, like I messaged a comment on your post about it right before even telling my family. Like I felt just so connected just to let you know that you are an inspiration and this is, you are a part of my story that I let you guys know. And everything was kind of based on that first appointment. And since then, everything's kind of just been jumbled. So if the baby is viable, then are you going to stick with the plan of meeting with this woman? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. She's going to be going to that appointment with me as well. Um, she checks up on me every other day just to make sure I'm okay. And that's how, like, I, she's just amazing. That's the biggest blessing ever right there. So whether this baby, it becomes viable or not, I think that God was looking out for you or someone was looking out for you by sending you her, because it sounds like you mm-hmm. don't have a lot of people in your corner who you feel comfortable, you know, sharing what you're going through with and, and you really do. I mean, everybody needs somebody. So I'm so happy that you have her and I feel like someone's looking out for you so that you have her. And yeah. I do read every single comment and, you know, try to reply to as many as I can, but you're the first friend that we've ever had on the podcast. So someone upstairs Yay! is really looking out for you. Cause you know, <laughs> somehow I felt so connected to you and I was like, I just want to like be there for her. So yeah, great timing with your post. Yeah. And I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to start crying. I made it this whole time. Right. (laughs) But yeah. Thank you so much. Like just even having that conversation with you, Jamie was just, all right. Anyways. Oh, you're going to make me cry. (laughs) I'm so sorry because I'm just a mess, but 
it's true. It's like, I just want you to know, like, that was amazing just talking to you about it and just being able to be truthful about how I'm feeling. Oh, it feels good. It feels good when you're able to to get that out. Yeah. I'm so, I'm so happy, you know, that we are able to connect and I really will be, I'm praying for you. I have been praying for you and thinking of you and you'll have to let us know. And, And truly, if you need anything at all, just, just let us know. I'll send yeah. you a message as soon as I'm done, just to let you know either way. Oh, that would be, <laughs> that'd be so nice. Yeah. And you know, one way or the other, we're here for you. So whether you end up having a baby, we are, we want to support you throughout your whole pregnancy. And if it's turns out to be that you're going through a loss, then we want to support you in that manner too. So whatever, however we can help you, we would love to. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, thank you for being so brave and courageous and sharing the things that no one really likes to talk about, but we need to talk about because that's why we all feel so isolated and alone when we go through these issues because no one ever talks about it. And it's all, it's just, it's a, it's human nature. It's a matter of things that really happen in life and we have to be there to support each other and try to understand each other, even if we aren't making the same decisions that you know, one thinks we ought to make, we should support and love and respect each other. So I I just, I really think you're so brave and courageous to come on and share your story. And, and I'm sure that everyone listening is, they're all praying for you and rooting for you too, because we have a good, we have a good audience here on Hot Marriage Cool Parents. (laughs) (laughs) So you have a whole army. You're welcome. We have a whole army, you know, supporting you and loving on you from afar. And I hope you can feel it. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it so much. All right. Well, I'll be in touch with you for sure. Um, Absolutely. Have a great night. Good luck with everything. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. You know, I really want to thank Desiree for coming on the podcast and sharing that story. And the decisions that we all go through and the decisions that we make are not always easy. Sometimes they're selfless. Sometimes they affect so many people. And I think just sharing stories like this really does help those that feel isolated, that feel alone. And uh, I did promise an update on Desiree. Unfortunately, the next doctor's appointment that she went to, she did not hear the baby's heartbeat. So um, it did not turn out to be a viable pregnancy and our thoughts and prayers go out to Desiree. And I know that we'll be catching up with her at some point soon, but thank you again, Desiree. And stay tuned for next week on Hot Marriage Cool Parents when we celebrate the gender of our baby. That's right. We're going to be revealing the gender this weekend. And I can't wait to talk all about it and talk about all the behind the scenes stuff on the party. And thank you so much for staying uh, tuned to another great episode of Hot Marriage, Cool Parents. If I want to pat myself on the back here, remember that you can catch everything Hot Marriage, Cool Parents by going to our Instagram page at Hot Marriage, Cool Parents. And you can visit Jamie at Jamie and Otis. And I am at Doug Hainer. And we love you and goodbye and safe travels. Sayonara, hasta luego, ciao.